Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artists and food makers, farmers, authors and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious. A very good weekend to you food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. If you're hungry for beautiful food and juicy conversation, well, you don't want to miss this show. The most passionate food and wine lovers listen here. And if you're a grilling enthusiast, well, then today you are definitely in the right place. I have the privilege to sit down and dish with a legend in the barbecue world today. He's just been inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and that is quite an honor. Tuffy Stone is many things. He's an author and a restaurateur, a world record-breaking champion griller, a pit master, and a chef. And he is the foremost authority on new barbecue because he's changing the way we think about grilling and smoking, incorporating his pit master techniques with his classical French culinary training. And he is smoking with new and glorious grilling ideas. So we are dedicating this whole hour to barbecue and we are smoking and we are grilling and we are chilling. A three-part interview with the legendary pitmaster Tuffy Stone will excite your palate, I guarantee, all throughout this hour. And I am really excited to share his passion and his grilling genius with you. But first, I have a few grilling tips up my sleeve for you. I'm a girl at the grill and I love to barbecue and I love summertime. Simply Summer or Summer Simply, whichever the way you look at it, the best way to keep cool is to keep it easy, right? Well, for me, grilling is my easy summer enjoyment. And we're blessed in California where I live to have the beautiful climate all year long. So it's really year-round barbecue enjoyment. But summer grilling is what I'm all about. And then every other food holiday thrown in as well. So dining outside or al fresco during the summer is just the most easy, magical, wonderful way to me to enjoy the long evenings that we have just ahead. And this is the season of outdoor parties and cookouts. And for those of us that are self-professed grillers and weekend warriors, we show off our live fire cooking skills in front of family and friends. Now, speaking of your friends, this summer and every summer and spring and winter and fall, whenever you grill, mayonnaise is your friend. You heard me right. Mayonnaise. Okay, keep listening, please, because I've not gone off the deep end when (laughs) I discuss grilling and mayonnaise in the same sentence, because I love mayonnaise in tuna salad and deviled eggs and on a sandwich and on corn on the cob with Parmesan cheese. But if you didn't know, mayonnaise might be your best friend when you are rapid fire grilling. Now, I know that you're all probably great grill chefs and barbecue masters, my loyal listeners, but I thought I'd share the virtues of grilling with mayonnaise, which is a trick that I use to super simply show off at the grill. And by the end of the hour, with a couple of chef's tips from me and a bevy of grand ideas for bigger barbecue and smoking from Tuffy Stone, you will become a master griller, and then you can invite me to your house for a barbecue. So all around the world, people cook over open fire. It's how cooking began. It has stood the test of time. And grilling to me means 
Uh, no fuss or rapid fire grilling specifically means no fuss, uh, more flavor and great fun. And nothing brings out the best flavor in food quite like eating it sizzling hot off the grill. You would agree, right? Well, great grilling success consists of a a few key factors that will guarantee you great food hot off the grill. Uh, You need to have good tools, I believe. It's all about the heat. And then, of course, the quality of your ingredients. And to me, everything tastes delicious, smoky, and slightly charred or warmed through. I make grilled Caesar salad. I've been known to grill iceberg and put cold blue cheese dressing over it as a great combo. I grill my coleslaw for uh, topping hot dogs. Uh, hearty, bold flavors uh, like chili paste and uh, spice rubs always make way into my barbecue dishes. And I think grilled Desserts are the best. Uh, I love to grill pound cake and uh, flambe fruit. And I mean, all that delectable flavor comes from the grill. But for chicken and fish and meat as well, I have always used the mayonnaise secret. Oh, there she goes. Back to mayonnaise again. Acclaimed chef Michael Simarusti. He cooks his fish with mayo, which is where I first learned the technique, and I've run with it from there. So he uses it to keep fish from sticking to the grill, just a thin layer. But in testing it, I found that mayonnaise locks in moisture and adds seasoning that is delectable. Now, you've seen the application before in a grilled cheese sandwich, right? Where the exterior of a grilled cheese sandwich is spread with a thin layer of mayo before you toast it in the pan. You get a really lovely golden brown crust. But the mayonnaise also raises the smoking point so that your sandwich doesn't burn on the griddle. So let's talk mayonnaise on the grill. There is something magical about grilling with mayo. It sticks to the food, which helps release the food from the grill surface or the grates. And it does give you a beautiful golden color. And part of the reason that mayonnaise works so well is because of its composition. Mayonnaise is an emulsion, which means you get small droplets of oil surrounded by egg yolk. And that has some really cool properties, right? The emulsion allows the oil in the mayonnaise to stick to the food different than, let's say, olive oil would. And because olive, uh, uh, because oil rather and water don't mix, you grill with mayo and you get locked in moisture, but the oil doesn't run off in mayonnaise like it does the liquid form. So you don't get flare ups. Mayonnaise sort of acts like time released capsule. And uh, Meathead Goldwyn, who you've heard me dish with before, another guru of grilling, um, he says, put it on thick. And I agree because he says that the emulsifier that is mayonnaise sticks to the meat and it therefore gives you that golden brown color, which is a mallard reaction, the, the chemical, right? And I have to tell you, it does just everything fabulously. I think it helps retain moisture on the grill so your protein doesn't dry out. Um, Mayo is a clean canvas, so you can flavor with just about anything. You can add chili paste and dried spices or fresh herbs or pesto. So if you consider a thin layer of mayonnaise on a ribeye steak, which call me crazy, but just try it. It's brilliant. Then you can consider all of these many wonderful things for mayonnaise. 
like salmon fillets with mayonnaise and chopped fresh dill right on the grill. They release, the dill infuses, the mayonnaise locks in the moisture of the fish. It's juicy and delicious. You get a gorgeous crust. I mean, what else do you want, right? How about garlic bread with mayonnaise? Oh, yes. Um, oregano, Parmesan cheese, um, some freshly chopped garlic. You could do roasted garlic mayo, also known as aioli, on it as well. Um, mayonnaise, garlic bread, as I call it, is outrageous. Now, chicken breasts, the leanest protein you can think of, right? Dry on the grill in the past for you? Oh, no. Add some pesto to that mayonnaise. Marinate the chicken breast. Yes, it does make a difference. And then grill them and you will see how juicy, flavorful, and delicious your chicken breasts become. Now, veggies like zucchini and yellow squash, a a good uh, coating of mayonnaise, which you can thin out a little bit with um, lemon juice or uh, balsamic vinegar even, brilliant on the grill. Uh, Pork chops, fabulous coated with mayonnaise and thrown on the barbecue. Asparagus spears, half of a lobster, lots of lemon zest in there for sure. Lamb chops, if yours dry out, if you want them cooked perfectly medium rare with a gorgeous crust, flavor mayonnaise with uh, garlic and rosemary and maybe some fresh mint and then coat the lamb chops and grill to your heart's content. Even chicken wings, sriracha flavored mayonnaise right on the grill, really good thick coat of that mayonnaise on the chicken wings out of this world. And last but not least, your burger buns. Oh yes, they need a thin layer of mayonnaise before you toast them on the grill. And let me tell you, you will be in burger heaven. So if I had one word for this summer, when it comes to rapid fire grilling, it would be mayonnaise as your best friend. Just try it out. Let me know what you think. Cause I have to tell you, it is a great secret to keep in your back pocket. And I won't tell anyone if you don't. Secret's safe here. <laughs> you can always email me direct, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at chefjamie.com and we can dish. And if you thought that was great grilling conversation, well, please stay tuned the entire hour. World champion pitmaster Tuffy Stone is here. I'm glad you've tuned in. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, and I'll be right back. Fire up the grill because we're creating smoke and sizzle today. Welcome back. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. And I haven't been excited about a radio interview like this in a long time. Tuffy Stone is a world record-breaking champion pitmaster, a former Marine and a classically French-trained chef. And who's better to learn barbecue from than him? Dubbed the professor, Tuffy's legendary precision and obsession with the science of smoke make him one of the most influential people in barbecue. I'm telling you, this name, Tuffy Stone, you will be hearing more and more about. This is the new barbecue guru. His barbecue team, called Cool Smoke, has won 
hundreds of trophies, including more than 40 grand championships and five world grand championships. Cool Smoke is the only team in history to have won the prestigious Jack Daniels Barbecue World Championship back to back and the only team to have won it three times. Creating that perfect bite of tender, spicy, smoky barbecue is a science and an art, and he is sharing his secrets in his first cookbook entitled Cool Smoke. Tuffy Stone is here to help you master barbecue, and I am so grateful to have him on the show because I am a girl at the grill, and so I welcome you, Tuffy. Hi there. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, oh, grateful that you're here. Uh, Let's kick off the conversation uh, with some background on your culinary roots, please, because we don't often find a a world record pit master with a classically trained French background. No, No. there are... (laughs) Not that many of us, so I'm a little unusual in the barbecue world. Yeah, but but I love that about you, and I love that you're progressive, that you're using ingredients that have not as much been associated with barbecue in the past. You have fennel, fennel pollen in a dry rub. Uh, you've got dried cherries in a barbecue sauce infusing flavor. Um, one of your uh, spice rubs I can't wait to make, which we'll talk about coming up, is uh, a based with turbinado sugar. You're out there, and I love that. <laughs> yes, I know I'm out there. You know, here was the thing, Jamie, it was like, you know, first of all, I didn't know I was going to be a chef initially, and I was going to college, and I really liked to cook a lot. And I had a roommate who was in graduate school, and I was in undergrad school, and we had a pretty decent cookbook collection. And, we, you know, my grandmother gave me some sourdough starter, and I was baking sourdough bread three days a week. Nice. And I was working in the front of the house in restaurants to have spending money to go to school. And, and one day it occurred to me, like, you know, I like to cook. Why am I, why am I working in the dining room? Why don't I try and set up an arrangement where I could, like, work under a really good chef while I'm going to college and, um, and, and learn? You know, I thought about it maybe just strictly as a, a, a domestic skill set. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't really think at that point that I wanted to be a chef. And so, anyway, I researched all the chefs in, in Richmond where I was going to college. And at the top of this list was a French guy, Alain Vincey, who had a little small 55-seat restaurant called La Maisonette. And anyways, I put together a resume and dressed up nicely and, and <laughs> went and met with Chef Alain to explain what my goals were. And I went in that kitchen, Jamie, and it was just, it was immaculate, it was impeccable. They were in their chef's jackets with their, their toques, and there was just two of them. And anyways, uh, you know, Stock simmering, playing whole fish. It was really a beautiful setting. And uh, he said he'd call me, but I got the impression that he wouldn't. And and I left there that night, and I stayed up all night thinking about what I could do to get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a strategy, and the next morning I knocked on the kitchen door, and I told the chef that I would give him Wednesdays and Saturdays from 8 to noon to, uh, to work in his kitchen, and I would do whatever he wanted. I would... Uh, wash your dishes, clean lettuce, whatever. And that got my foot in the door. Good so for you. So fast forward um, <laughs> 12 years later, um, eventually I met my wife. We opened up a high-end catering company. And as we grew that company, uh, I found myself managing the business and not cooking anymore, which was my passion. And uh, and so I said, I'm going to get a barbecue pit. So I got a barbecue pit. I got a load of hickory. I got some pork butts, 
and I made a rub. I lit the fire, seasoned these butts, put the butts on the on this pit, and ruined a great big old load of meat. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was so. Oh, I could. I, I, you don't have enough time on this segment to talk about all of the things that happened to me as a cook and as a chef, and how much I fell in love with cooking with fire. Mm. But but I really went off the barbecue deep end, is the way I like to say it. Yes. And so for the last 14 years, I've just been so hyper focused on learning how to cook with with fire and and, and take tough cuts of meat and coke something great out of them. And, oh, and you've mastered so the, it. You know, I, 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 I still learn all the time, which I love. Actually, uh, actually, I'm working on something this week that's a new endeavor where I'm hanging chickens from fire. So I'm always learning. And you know, as a chef, we're always learning. Yes. But I've gotten pretty good at it. And so going back to your point on the ingredients and the things that I did with this book, and, and honestly speaking, I'm a little worried. You know, I, I'm so happy that you love these items because... You know, and they're not typical. They're not typically found in a lot of barbecue, uh, classic barbecue rubs. And, and, and I was a little worried about that. But when I got with my publisher, St. Martin's Press, and, and I went from wanting to do a book, uh, wanting to do a book to all of a sudden, all right, I'm doing a book. <laughs> As I got to thinking about it, I was like, all right, if I just do all the classics that have been done in barbecue with ribs and brisket and and, and all these, you know, first of all, there, there won't be enough recipes to fill a book. Second of all, so many of my great friends have already done a wonderful job with this. Tuffy, I think it has this wonderful, and to go back to both yours and my French roots, it has a je ne sais quoi. It has a, I can't put my finger on it, but there's this beautiful finesse to it. And it rounds a spice blends out to me and it's a beautiful finishing uh, seasoning of sorts and there's something lovely about it and to me it's such a contrast to big bold saucy smoky barbecue that I found it fascinating to see you incorporating those ingredients that you love to really make what is progressive barbecue well, I'm so glad that, that, you know, that you feel that way. And, and I must say, I, so I've got one of my chefs here at my catering company, uh, Danielle Goodrow, who's so amazingly talented. We had opened a restaurant that unfortunately didn't make it. She was the chef. And she was so wonderfully talented, and I felt so bad that we were going to close this restaurant. I said to Danielle, I said, Danielle, I said, I don't really have anything right now, but I'm working on this book, and if you want to come and, and help do this with me. Uh, I would. I would. I'd like to do it with you. And so, so Danielle said sure. And so, uh, mm-hmm. it was so much fun to do this because Danielle uh, and I could riff on food. I, you know, when yes. it came to cooking fire and things like that, that was uh, that. I had all the experience with that. But we got to play with making seasoning blends and sauces and recipes. And and, and you know, being a chef, sometimes the hardest part can just be the conceptualizing part of it. And then you get in the kitchen with an idea and you start making it. Okay, Tuffy, please pause there. The Grilling Guru is in. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Tuffy Stone in your radio. More right after this.
We're back and we're grilling and chilling with world champion pitmaster Tuffy Stone, author of the new book release, much anticipated, entitled Cool Smoke. And we are making you a master barbecuer. The experimentation and cooking to your own palate, I think, makes the best cook or chef. And that applies uh, in pitmaster work, as you've just presented as well. Okay, let's talk barbecue. Because yes. I'm, I'm not letting you off the radio until you give us some secrets, <laughs> all right? Okay. So your expertise is smoke. Let's start there. I'd like to talk yes. smoke management because okay. I learned the Texas crutch method when I read your book, page after page, front to back. And I'm, learn- I'm trying to learn smoke myself, but I love that, that you shared a crutch. So I really failed miserably in, in my initial attempts at making barbecue. And, and, and there was probably two things and, it, and it's probably true with most people that cook barbecue outdoors for the very first time. There's two things that I think are pretty consistent that we all do wrong, myself included. One was, and, and this is true with all foods, uh, the best foods, uh, one of the qualities about all best foods is, that's universal is going to be foods that are cooked to the perfect doneness. Yes. And so barbecue, especially when you get the tough cuts like ribs, and, and pork butts and, and brisket, um, getting that, that magical moment where the doneness is silky and gentle to chew but not overcooked, but nobody likes tough barbecue. So that, uh, getting that doneness down, most people undercook barbecue initially, but the other big mistake, and this goes back to what you're talking about, is smoke management. Mm-hmm. Most people over-smoke barbecue or things that are smoked in their initial attempt. Hmm. So for me, I started to think about smoke as a seasoning. I want the smoke to be a complementary backdrop flavor to whatever it is that I'm cooking. Smaller, more delicate meats or or vegetables or whatever we might cook, Mm -hmm. they need less smoke than bigger, denser cuts. But I like to treat smoke like salt and pepper. That's my easiest way to say it. Okay. So I run a clean fire. I try to speak to that in the book and how to achieve it. The Texas crutch is, is such a, a great technique for cooking lots of different foods. And so the idea is that we will cook these meats until they have that beautiful color that you're looking for. The smoke is at the level that you want. I, I, I specify this in the recipes that, that, that are in the book. But, but what I want is the reader or, or everybody to eventually be able to determine on your own when there's enough smoke right. and when do we pull out the Texas crutch. So the right. idea, we smoke it until it's got the right level of smoke, the beautiful color. Then we wrap it in, in aluminum foil or butcher paper or something like that. Return it to continue to cook the tender. But now we've shielded that protein or whatever it is we're cooking from the meat, keeping some moisture in. And now we can let the flavor of the meat, whether it be Shine pork, through. Meat, chicken, fish, be yes. the star. Yeah, and, and it's a control method. And I think so much of the way you and I were trained and the best chefs out there have precision and control. And it's about learning that and not haphazardly barbecuing. You just mentioned moisture. You say yes. that the importance of moisture is paramount. 
and you are known for spraying meat while it cooks. So is it a just standard spray bottle? And what do we spray with? Because I think that's a really great place for even, you know, the novice barbecuer to start. Put a spray bottle, says Tuffy Stone, out by the barbecue and spray your meat and see the difference that it makes in the, you know, in the... A brisket that you've been making up until now and the brisket you're about to uh, master. Well, absolutely. And, and, and first of all, and, and you can relate to this being a chef, Jamie, uh, to, to everybody listening, trust, trust your instincts. Yes. Use your eyes, use your ears, uh, use your nose, use your, your taste, use your, your touch of feel. Trust your instincts. So, um, so one of the cookers uh, that I like to cook on a lot is a uh, a Texas offset pit, and so it's a, there's a lot of convection that goes through that, and it's a drier source of heat. If you're looking at your meat and you're cooking on something different, and it looks all juicy and moist and wet, you may not need to spray at the same interval that I do. So trust your instincts. But to, I learned this lesson. I was at a barbecue contest in Kansas City. Hmm. It was raining. Hmm. Um, I uh, I was cooking at a contest. I got my first ever perfect score uh, with a, a max score. Uh, it's a 180 points uh, in pork that day. And I actually, uh, I felt a little foolish, honestly speaking, because I'm so attentive and so focused as, as a cook always. If, if there's one strength that I think I have as a, as a, as a cook is the ability to pay attention. And so... Anyways, I kept my, my first perfect score, and my pork was so beautiful that day, but it was raining so much. And all of a sudden, like, this light bulb went off for me. Oh. And I was like, duh, it, your meat's always better when it rains. And, 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 and I felt <laughs> foolish because I hadn't picked up on that already. But what I did at that point, Jamie, is I decided, all right, I'm going to figure out how to make it rain all the time. So, so because you, especially on long cooked meat, yes, you know, you and I, we both know what it's like to braise dishes and and braise uh, big tough cuts of meat and, yeah. and the wonderful things that we can get through that process. Constant well, moisture. That's right. That's right. And and so what I do is I watch the meat and and mo- on this offset, for the most part, usually I will put these meats that are seasoned on the cooker for about one hour. And after that, I'll look at the meat, and it'll start to get a little crispiness to it, start to be developing a little bit of bark. My go-to spray is a high-quality apple juice. I have a good sprayer that'll mist. I don't want to have a stream. No. Uh, I don't want to do anything to, to disrupt the, the rub or the seasoning. I just want to hydrate it and, and mist it. But I'll, and, and I put some recipes in this book with some, uh, some other types of sprays as well. But my go-to... Uh, what I use on the circuit is, is apple juice. Mm-hmm. I like pineapple juice on chicken. Mm. Sometimes I'll just mix with water. But mm. I, if there's one, I'm going to go back to what I said to, to the listeners. Watch your product. Right. If your meats are, if you're cooking on a pellet cooker or some type of uh, outdoor cooker that doesn't need to spray as much, that's okay. But if it's starting to crisp up on you and starting to dry, but it's still tough, just missed it occasionally. Yeah, that's where the moisture comes in. You mentioned not disturbing the rub. You have some really fabulous rubs <laughs> that you pulled out of your back pocket and, and shared generously in this book. By the way, if you've just tuned in, you're late. 
because the professor is here. He is Tuffy Stone, the world record-breaking champion pitmaster whose first cookbook has released to extraordinary acclaim. This is the new barbecue guru you want to learn from. And so we are mastering barbecue for this summer and summers to come for years and years and years. Talk about the turbinado sugar in your cool smoke rub, please, because this is not a fine powdery, uh, you know, evenly coat kind of rub, in my opinion, if you've got texture like that. Well, sure. And, and first of all, let me just tell you, I'm so happy that this is radio because you keep making me blush. Oh, well, um, that's okay because I keep <laughs> slobbering on the microphone and you can't see that either. <laughs> but, so, you know, actually, you bring up an interesting thing as a whole uh, when it comes to a lot of these rubs, and that's the texture. Um, I, you know, like if I use celery seed, I left it whole. Um, when I was cracking black pepper or pink peppercorns, I was not doing it too fine because I wanted, I wanted a little crunch. I mm-hmm. wanted some of these textural experiences. Uh, I thought it made for a nice mouthfeel. And so with turbinado sugar, you know, from a flavor standpoint, it just had more depth and more character than just say a, a granulated white sugar would have, and 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 the texture of that turbinado sugar, and then the kosher salt. Again, there's some texture there. Um, I mm. just, um, I, for me, good food. You know, doneness is important, and 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 flavor is important. But but this whole mouthfeel, the whole, you know, I I like we any place whenever in, in all these rubs. If there was any kind of uh, seasoning, you know, we were starting with cumin seeds whole or coriander seeds whole. I found it really interesting with coriander, uh, the difference between when I would lightly toast them or, or just use them untoasted. And they're both very good, but they were, there were unique differences between the two. But, but the, the turbinado sugar in the cool smoke rub, and, uh, and, and this was something I had to learn the hard way as a chef in competition barbecue, because when I first got into barbecue, Jamie, I would say, and you and I were talking earlier uh, about, you know, this, uh, both of us are chefs, both of us started off in a French kitchen, right. and, 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 and we're, we're always curious to learn more, and we were talking about learning to cook with fire and, 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 and grilling and, and barbecue. Oh, the delicious conversation continues. We'll take a quick pause more with grill master and pit master, Tuffy Stone, right after this. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio with pitmaster Tuffy Stone and the author of Cool Smoke. Can we make white sauce, please, Tuffy? Because you are a true Southern gentleman. Uh, Chris Lilly is one of your best barbecue friends, and you use Duke's mayonnaise. So I I was destined to like you. Well, you know, uh, Duke's uh, mayonnaise is near and dear to my heart. Yes. And everybody here in Richmond, Virginia. Yes. Um, And and I want, you know, I could have really brought out the French chef in me, and I could have said, all right, we're going to make this mayonnaise from scratch. But I wanted to do a book that was going to be 
practical mm-hmm. uh, for, for everyday life because we're just so busy. That's why there's so many grilled recipes in the book besides, uh, besides just um, uh, low and slow dishes. Yes. And, and so Duke's, I wanted to, I, I had to create a recipe with, with these sauces, and I had to specify at least the mayonnaise that I was using because, um, because I wanted the, my results to be the same as the reader's. And and so it's funny about the white sauce and 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 Chris Li- uh, Chris Lilly and Big Bob Gibson, uh, hmm. this Alabama white sauce yep. is is so well known and they certainly put it on the map. But I had not really messed around with it much, Jamie. And hmm. as I was developing recipes and trying to come up with enough recipes for a book, I was like, all right, I'm going to make a white sauce. So the first white sauce I made was a celery seed white sauce. Mm-hmm. I left the celery seeds in at home. I, I'm a big fan of celery seeds. So if you don't like celery seeds, either omit or cut it back. But um, but this white sauce, I fell so in love with it that I ended up creating two more white sauces. I did a tarragon Aleppo yes. white sauce, and I, I did saw that. a chipotle white sauce mm. but if anybody out there listening has never had a white sauce before put it on put it on chicken wings yes. take chicken wings and then put this sauce on there and oh. then put it to the grill it'll go from this white color that's kind of opaque to all of a sudden translucent and glassy it's tangy it's so refreshing oh. and it's, and you could put it on a rock and it would be good. Oh, you could put it on your elbow and it would taste good. It's true. And I, because of Chris, learned to yeah. make white sauce. And then I found myself finding the the largest bowl or vat I could in my kitchen, dipping whole chickens. And I mean, everything I could think of, I wanted to smother in white sauce because there I is agree. there's something genius about it. And I, I do love and appreciate that you made it your own. In true Southern style, you end this glorious first cookbook of yours with I know many more to come with a recipe for chocolate whiskey balls. I know it's not the holiday season. I'm letting you know I'm making them anyway. And that's all right with me. Um, But before I let you go, um, we need to uh, take a moment and celebrate you uh, with a round of applause. And you should take a bow because I know just days ago, Uh, the news was officially released that you are rightfully being honored and inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And that is an extraordinary accomplishment. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much. That is uh, something. I don't know if that'll ever speak to you. (laughs) I I imagine so. So many modest goals when I first started doing this. It was just to reconnect with cooking and, and, mm. and hear, to hear you say that out loud. Just, wow. Con- uh, congratulations to you and well-deserved. Um, I will say, as I mentioned at the beginning, at the start of our conversation, I read a lot of cookbooks, but I read page after page, start to finish of Cool Smoke, and I felt motivated more than ever to master my barbecue skills. And if you've... In, incited that and enlivened barbecue lovers across the country by sharing your secrets, then you have done tremendous culinary justice and you should be very proud. I am hereby proclaiming you the new grilling guru. And I know, Tuffy, we are going to see your name 
everywhere beyond where it has already been. So congrats to you on what is really a brilliant book. And thank you for gracing us with so much time and knowledge and, and for sharing your secrets. It really is, um, it really is my honor. Thank you. You're so kind. Thank you so much for, for having me. And, and, and I, I think. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of sizzling good eats. Oh, I am in grilling heaven. Aren't you? A very big thank you once again to world champion pitmaster Tuffy Stone, his book Cool Smoke, and for all of his generosity of time and spirit and passion. I know that you are a better barbecuer just from listening. I do hope that you tuned in at the start of the show as well, because you heard me talk about how mayonnaise should be your best friend when it comes to rapid fire grilling, or you know, that quick backyard barbecue that you'll be doing this summer. Uh, Because almost everything you put on the grill can be coated with mayonnaise for moisture, texture, and flavor, I say. And so this recipe is a testament to that. It's my last bite for the hour, my last ounce or tidbit of gastronomic inspiration and culinary conversation. It's a killer three-ingredient shrimp recipe that will make you a culinary hero. Because this is my go-to fire up the grill, have a snack, or a starter, or dinner on the patio table in minutes dish, you will need a quarter cup of mayonnaise, a teaspoon or two, depending upon your heat tolerance of Korean chili paste, also known as gochujang, or substitute your favorite chili sauce, and a couple dozen large raw peeled and deveined shrimp. You combine the mayo and the chili sauce. You soak some wooden skewers or use metal ones if you prefer, and you shred, uh, you thread rather the shrimp. You can tell I got excited, right? Thread the shrimp onto the skewers. This recipe is outrageous. You brush the shrimp liberally with the chili mayo mixture. You heat your grill to high heat. You grill the skewers of shrimp until just cooked through, allowing for some carryover cooking in the time it takes you to carry the platter to the table. You brush the remaining mayo sauce onto the shrimp and you eat to your heart's content. Oh yes. My three ingredient killer grilled shrimp recipe posted now on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen. And I'll meet you here next weekend for more scintillating conversation and more recipes galore to make every day delicious. I do thank you for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off. And until next weekend, I hope you continue to grill well. Well.